At Mer Marche, slow living is at the heart of our brand philosophy. Our products and offerings are designed to create moments of pause, allowing individuals to connect with themselves and their surroundings, fostering a sense of harmony and well-being. Our prayer is that by honoring people and the planet through our brand efforts, we will inspire others to embrace whole beauty and commune with nature. We invite all of our listeners to enjoy 15% off Mermarche's entire product line with code Mermarche Podcast at Mermarche.com. And welcome to the Mayor Marche podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wright, and today I have with me a dear friend, Kylie Waite. She is the owner of Fabled Oaks Farm and the Oak Haven. Hi, Kylie. Hi. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's really fun. So, you have two businesses you're a mom, you're a former wellness uh, professional. But before we get into all that, I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey to where you are now. Yeah, I'm from Oahu originally, and I have always just felt a drive to kind of follow my own beat. And um, yeah, I think just in the process of, you know, like, oh, wanting to get tattoos, wanting to get piercing, then just adults in my life saying you can't get a job and you can't do this and it's like well I don't want a job that has like I'm put in a box Mm -hmm. you know I just always felt like there is more and it made more sense to just follow what felt authentic Mm -hmm. um and just what allowed me to express myself fully Mm -hmm. so um just with that as my like mantra of just like knowing it works out if I just follow what felt good. Yeah. Um, and then just having confirmation of that throughout my life and jumping into things that some people might be like, isn't that really intimidating? Like, weren't you afraid? <laughs> um, and there's just some things that aren't scary to me, but I w- don't like roller coasters. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. <laughs> certain types of risks that are worth it. And sure. a lot of it is just the value in learning through experience mm-hmm. is like you pay for your education either way. And I rather so have that true. experience of it. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't, uh, I was a skateboarder <laughs> for awesome. a long time. I love that. Um, and which is also very similar. You know, my brothers all play baseball and they're on team sports. And, you know, my parents wanted to guide me in, into doing also team sports. But I just really love the skateboard culture of doing something for you mm-hmm. and you being your own coach. And it's this whole, you really understand just how everything is so mental and how powerful our mind is and how um, you build up that confidence and you build up your skill level as you focus. Um, And yeah, there's just those universal kind of patterns that show up in anything that you focus on that Mm -hmm. is true. Um, Yeah, I wanted to get into body work at a young age like all, like the middle school I knew I wanted to be a massage therapist oh wow I just really um I really s- enjoyed just having that power of lightening up 
like I think I would go to parties like where my parents were having a party and I'd just be like massaging like <laughs> the adults like shoulders and they'd be like oh my gosh that feels amazing you should do this and just seeing so them cute. be from like stressed out like intense serious to just yeah. like softening up and mm. I just felt like it was a really good icebreaker yeah um, and then it just turned into seeing you know the struggles and just the disconnect that kind of happens and like not really understanding um, why people have pain and why certain things come up and why certain thing injuries happen and just wanting to know what to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I've always kind of had that thought process of trying to problem solve before there was a problem and like yeah. know the solution. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt really drawn to learn um, so I basically went into massage school straight out of high school. Okay. Um, and it's just one of those things where I had to keep learning. So I'm like, oh, I, I can help this percentage of my clients, but then there's this percentage that still has that injury. So mm. I would try to dive deeper and deeper. I'm like, oh, this is the modality you need. Oh, this is the technique we need to try. Oh, this is the muscle we need to release. And just got really far into it like 11 years into massaging to where I was like good at fixing people yeah um but then I just got to a point where I realized I wasn't really helping people in the way I wanted to Mm -hmm. as I started to understand the patterns that um, kind of unfold in your life and how it shows up in different ways and everything, whether it's negative, it's, there's a lesson Mm -hmm. behind it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just got to a point where I felt like I don't want to take away their pain because it's here for a reason. Like I felt Mm -hmm. more inspired to have them understand the pattern behind it. Um, and, allow them because it's it just becomes one of those things where it's that same mentality that repeats itself so it's like once I have that car then I'll be like so happy once I have that job then I'll be so happy once I have that thing once this pain is gone then I'll be happy I could do this and that yeah. and it's just as soon as maybe one thing gives and it's just it's an endless cycle so I really wanted to kind of shift that dynamic and move more into like if you give yourself permission to feel good right now, what will happen, Mm. you know, like how, because I really believe that would shift everything going on in their body and everything going on in their life, but then really just the fear behind what's keeping them Mm -hmm. from allowing themselves to feel good in that moment Mm -hmm. is the thing that you need to understand. Yeah. Um, The source of the pain. Where's it really stemming from? Yeah. And, and as I started to understand that and it just kind of felt heavy to have my clients, I just feel like I wasn't doing them a service because they would see it as, okay, I have this pain and your job is to take it away and then just lay there and waiting for it to go away. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's so much more to it. And I really mm-hmm. wanted to them to feel more empowered. Wow. So I did get into like uh, teaching self massage. And so they can get into that, that empowering role of like actively releasing uh, 
muscles and restrictions themselves, but then um, also kind of working with unwinding the mind, the patterns, and allowing in mindfulness into that moment, allowing in the good feelings of the massage in that moment Mm. without the expectation. So, um, and there's been just that thought process alone and that discovery is just, I see it reflecting all over in my life in many ways. Mm. And so just looking at just everything, (laughs) everything. Yeah. Um, so where did I go from there? I, um, and then I just got kind of swept into the worlds of motherhood and it's funny how, um, you think, you know, what it's going to be like as a mom and as a parent and like, yeah, I'm not going to do what my parents did. I'm going to be more connected and just fun and Mm -hmm. engaged and, um, yeah, it's, it, that's been like a whole shift. And then, but it, it always just comes back to like any restriction that I come across or any like wall or something I don't understand. It's, there's always just some lesson that is really just me allowing what is, allowing. Mm. Um, allowing like, um, I guess like divine timing, you know, of how things unfold, um, and less of like trying to force how things should be happening and when, and just like Mm -hmm. everything is perfect. Like, yeah, this is exactly how it needs to be. It's for, I'm here to experience and see this Mm -hmm. and just kind of reflecting on that. And, um, um, do you feel like your mindset shift from when you started in the wellness industry to when you exited the wellness industry helped prepare you for motherhood in that way of like, just giving you the freedom to let things unfold naturally? Um, by, by like just accepting things as they come and Mm -hmm. problem solving or, being okay with not having all the answers since you felt that, you know, as even as a massage, you know, therapist helping others heal. It's easy how, how when life shifts, you don't see that, like you have to realize it all over again. So I went to like, like life was just hard again and like fighting things. And, and then you just kind of come to the realization like, oh, everything is actually really perfect. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay. And I'm, we're on this journey to enjoy it moment to moment and not just have what we think it should be Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And like this house is, is like so much that of just nothing what I thought it would be, Mm -hmm. it like became, and it just kind of had to go with the flow of that. Yeah. So let's go into that because we're actually sitting in um Kylie and James's Airbnb it's also a wedding venue um go into that story how all that came to be was that always a dream of yours it (laughs) it is in so many ways Mm -hmm. um 
I, yeah, I always have ideas of how I visualize my life and I didn't really know exactly how that was going to look like. Um, and yeah, reflecting on that is just so funny because before <laughs> we moved out here and as I, um, was thinking about maybe starting something again after the, um, being involved with opening a wellness center, mm-hmm. um, and having my own practice. Um, I really wanted some kind of community center mm-hmm. and I was really into skateboarding. So I'm like, Oh, I want to have like a skate cafe, but it also allows like homeschool moms to come and bring the kids <laughs> and the kids can play in the yeah. garden, in the back, in the backyard and the mind of just this whole like, <laughs> Like, but I was piecing so much of what's here. I don't have my skate park yet, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just still piecing that. everything. Um, it's just so funny how it unfolds in a way that makes sense. Um, so you moved here from Orange County mm-hmm. and was, did you always think you would have land and maybe an Airbnb? Was it, you know, just kind of like a far off dream or did it just all happen and unfold pretty quickly? Yeah, um, I didn't know you could just have what we have. Like, <laughs> it's really like just having a creek and having just me having two bigger sized dogs while living in an apartment in a city yeah. and having to actively like run and skate them every day mm-hmm. and just wanting to have an open place for them to run outside of the dog beach or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had those desires to take them out in public and take them to like just be in nature. And then during the lockdown when we've just felt kind of trapped in Orange County and almost like isolated from nature, mm-hmm. um, there's just all this drive that made sense to mm. kind of create our own space. But it, I just, for me, it was like an opportunity to bring, to still continue that desire to create that community. Mm. Um, Cause that's always kind of what it's been about with um, Sacred Roots, yeah. the, the Holistic Center and um just a strong desire as a new mom, just yeah. feeling so isolated and lonely. Yeah. Um, and those are the things, those strong feelings, whether it's negative, it creates a really clear idea of what you do want. Mm. And from that, it's like allowing that to exist mm-hmm. and knowing that you could have that and you can create that. Um, so it was like, oh, community. Yeah. It's like what? you need to yeah. enjoy it all and we we would host people all the time in our little place and we'd always have people staying with us here and there mm-hmm. and um I remember telling James at one point like I wish I could have like an inn one day like oh reading gosh. these like fantasy novels which just Aww. like it'd be so cool just to have people come from out of town and stay and we make a big stew and they come <laughs> eat and <laughs> we hang that. out and yes. tell stories yes. and and it's just funny because I didn't even think about that till recently. I'm like, oh, we kind of were like creating that. <laughs> yeah, you have in so many ways. I mean, even just like the farm, I feel, you know, when you moved out here and you, you bought a farm <laughs> of all things and but also bringing people into that, you know, that was such a huge thing for me. 
and my kids just coming to Creek Days and it already felt so warm and inviting and you've certainly created that that dream yeah it's so needed and that's that's a big part of it it's just and the big journey of getting into farming is like you can't do it without a community yeah yeah so like we harvest our olives and it's like Mm -hmm. we need everyone here to help us yeah it's just the way it's set up you have an emphasis on um Korean natural farming, correct? Yeah. And where does that come from? Where does that um, desire stem from? Uh, So probably like for so long, you know, Mm -hmm. little like whispers in my ear here and there. Yeah. Um, But definitely from just going through my own journey on food. and deciding what I want to be putting in my body, how I want to be contributing, um, what part I want to take, mm-hmm. um, what lifestyle I want to have. So mm-hmm. just buying organically and going to the farmer's markets has always been like really important mm-hmm. um, since I understood it. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I went, when I first went to massage school, I had no idea about any of it like mm-hmm. I would show up with like McDonald's and I'd be like you can't bring that in here <laughs> and until we took like a nutrition class like in the massage oh, school I had no idea yeah. I just like why why not yeah. um and so I've definitely come a long way and not making anything like the enemy and um mm-hmm. I know a lot of it is just how the energy we put behind anything right. um Absolutely. Definitely is what affects us. Mm-hmm. Um, but our, I really believe in our gut health and I really believe in, you know, just there's just so much evidence to the way you think about like sustainability. Like it has to, for something to be sustainable, it needs to withstand time and it needs to be able to exist Mm -hmm. with a long-term plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, even organic conventional farming is not a sustainable Mm -hmm. approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but it's like amazing effort being put into mass production of food without using other chemicals and things. Um, So, Already moving um, and buying a farm that was already a huge avocado grove and olive grove. And there was a, a small vineyard. Um, there was already like a management company working the land. So when we moved in, we met with them. And they uh, the property was run conventionally. And mostly the avocados were managed. And the olives were still new. So no one was really managing them. They've hmm. never been harvested yet. Um, and the um, avocado manager was just like, okay, yeah, so you have a really bad mite problem and you have root rot here and you have this and this and it's time to spray with the helicopter. And wow. the house is just wrapped around the avocado yeah. groves. 
and I just put my foot down like you were not spraying like we're we're moving organic like yeah this point forward like and he was just like well I don't do that and he was like kind of pushing how Mm -hmm. it needs to happen and I was like we live here like we're not we're not spraying over our home or I yeah yeah. so it was just kind of like a flat out no and so it really um and there's things you just say like, oh yeah, we're going to be organic, but not really having any idea what that means and mm. how much work that is. And yes. the more you look into the support that's there for mass production organically, mm-hmm. um, which I call like conventional organic, mm-hmm. is it's not it's not a sustaining thing. Mm-hmm. Like the trees are still reliant on you providing nutrients to it. You're like spoon feeding these trees mm. and pump, still pumping them with stuff. Um, and in a different way. Um, and, and just the way everything is monocropped and yeah, it's, there's just so much, and, but there's also a lot of hand labor you have to do cause you aren't spraying mm-hmm. for herbicides. Um, so like weed abatement and stuff, um, there's just a lot of, they're carrying on that same idea, um, over to organic. There's just, there's a lot of things that didn't make sense to me. Mm. Um, so yeah, just that, that's a whole kind of like journey into that. Um, but I started getting into Bokashi, which is a way you can kind of compost and break things down. Mm-hmm. Um, they also use it with like animal farming, which you're, it's like, um, basically it's a type of lactobacillus that you're growing out. That's like a beneficial, um, microbe that baits smells and it just breaks things down. And, um, it's just an efficient way to break waste down, mm-hmm. um, naturally and you can make it yourself and all that um so that was one thing that I started to get into just understanding the power of microbes and just going down that hole um and I actually had a family member reach out to me um I'm from Hawaii Mm -hmm. and I actually don't talk to her that much and she called me at like six in the morning and it was like three or four in the morning in Hawaii and she just basically said you bought a farm and I saw you want to farm organically and I couldn't sleep. And I just kept thinking like Kylie needs to know about Korean natural farming. She's like, I have a friend. He has the most amazing farm. He's raising pigs. There's no smell. His plants are so healthy. He's making all of his own nutrients and it's like really incredible. And I just feel like it's everything that you represent and you're Korean. So you should do it. (laughs) There's all these things. And it just hmm. was like, yes, yes, yes. Like I was yeah. just looking for, for the right, the thing that made the most sense. Um, and I was probably studying it for about a year and it takes, there's so much information and, um, a lot of it was designed for in Korea. Okay. Um, and a lot of people have their own like little family farms. Mm-hmm. And so it's more small scale, things and so looking into like okay we have like six acres of avocados and four acres of olives and this like acre of 
scrapes and mm-hmm. I don't even know how to approach making all that and the time to make all of it and yeah. um, how to shift that. So, but I just knew that was the avenue I wanted to go. And mm-hmm. so with Korean natural farming, you're essentially microbe farming and the main uh, part of it is building out the indigenous microorganisms Mm. Um, and so there's like a whole very beautiful process of doing that um, of going to like old growth forest and basically taking a collection of those hyphal diameter mycelia that you see kind of growing in the leaf litter and um, just really healthy forest floor like leaf mulch mulch. Um, and you actually grow out like from a a box you make with like cooked rice that you leave out for a few days it's the whole thing that we do it's crazy and you are um, all that life grows into the box and then we take that box and we grow it out so we we you feed it and you grow it and then you can turn it into a compost tea and spray it directly or you can put it directly in um there's like that's a very short version of of the process yeah that's um and so just establishing those microbes onto our land because that's the big thing that's missing um with farming um with really there's a number of reasons why there's a lot of microbes that are ground um definitely with our property because it was farmed conventionally Mm -hmm. like it just kills everything Mm -hmm. um the other thing is just having all this exposed soil it there's just not a lot of life there to like allow to continue there's a lot of erosion topsoils like barely there there's so much like remedial work to do yeah so my teacher um chris he did amazing work just from him talking about his experience with knf and a lot of other farms that he's worked with of just changing the game with organic Mm -hmm. farming like actually farmers able to see profit because they're not stuck in these crazy um cost margins of how how much the organic fertilizers and nutrients cost compared to conventional yeah on top of all of the extra labor on top of all of the other diseases you have to combat and things that usually just the one um the conventional methods just kind of handle it. So, um, yeah, they, they were, they really believed in it and they actually abandoned and gave up on the organic and had to go conventional fully to save their farm. Mm -hmm. And then they found Korean natural farming and super skeptical because they've been at it with organic farming for so long. Um, and started with IMO, the indigenous microorganisms, Mm -hmm on a few trees, like I think like 14 trees. Um, and some already had like root rot, um, for like the macadamia root rot, um, where there's no going back for that organically. Like you're just kicking it into a ditch a few months later. Like it's not something you resolve. Yeah. Um, and they resolved and all they did was establish those microbes and that mycelium back into the soil Mm. um and then also when they had like a drought um the area where they're doing the imo was still like green and happy Mm. 
like just the the cover crops there and a lot of it has to do with um when you have that life and you have the microbes in the soil they are alive they're just like us how we have we're more water than anything Mm -hmm. um that life and those microbes in the soil are like 90% water too. And so mm-hmm. it's like a battery where they're, they slow release their water into the ground. So you have that buffer hmm. of, 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 of that dormancy because they basically go dormant when they don't have water, but they're mm-hmm. not gone. Um, so there's just, there's so many reasons why it made sense to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he slowly kind of expanded. Now their whole farm, I think they're like 700 acres or something oh, wow. is all KNF. I'm sorry. I forgot numbers. So, so it might cool. be way more than maybe 70. I think it's like 700 acres. It's a lot. It's a oh big my farm. Gosh, that's amazing. Um, is all KNF and wow. it's thriving and the trees are producing more and there's yeah. this, there's so much. So but it would be like a form of regenerative farming. In yeah. Many ways. Yeah. yeah. That's um, so cool. it's, and you can like, but what's, you can do it with just your backyard garden mm-hmm. yeah. or you can do it on like a mass scale. So yeah. there's all these other things that you can have fun with with KNF of making your own nutrients mm-hmm. um, at an affordable cost and they're just really efficient um, or you could just focus on the microbes. We've been kind of, it takes a lot to kind of figure out. So we, we've started with the olives and with the grapes and um, the avocados we're actually abandoning mostly because okay. it's, it just doesn't make sense in our climate. It uses so much water. Yeah. And it just goes against um, trying to be a sustainable farm. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, um, even if we had our well hooked up to get to the avocados, it's just, it, it wouldn't make sense to pull all that fossil mm-hmm. water like mm-hmm. this is so precious out of the ground to just be evaporated into the air <laughs> like yeah. it, it won't even drink that much so wow. um, we're moving towards more dryland farming and what's uh, appropriate to the property so moving here knowing nothing just <laughs> kind of diving in because I want to be organic mm. and I want it to make sense and I don't want to struggle with it not working or yeah. whatever and so um and we're still learning. Like, I think we maybe scale too quickly and mm-hmm. we're kind of at a point where we are going to kind of stick with the crops we have, which yeah. is mainly olive oil right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and our grapes just learning exactly how, how much we want to, um, take on and learn, um, yeah, it was kind of like we're all in on the farm and then we had opportunity for the space. So this is kind of like yes. balancing. Oh right now gosh. we're, um, yeah, we're like kind of giving birth to two things at the same time. And then <laughs> while being a just, mom and a wife and yeah, yeah. doing all those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, yeah. so with the olives, um, we're doing an olive oil harvest soon, which mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be a part of. But do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like how does that yeah. work? It's been really fun. Um, the olives, 
we, when we first got here, I'm trying to think of how old they were. They haven't been harvested yet, and we had a lot of olives, and we ended up harvesting them um, the first year. And um, before we found a mill, we, like, tried to do it ourselves. We're, like, in the kitchen, just, like, smashing olives. <laughs> and then, like, I was like, oh, I think if you float it on water, like, the oil will be at the top, and then you skim off the oil. And this whole thing that we're researching, and it, we just have way too much to try and do it at home. Yeah. And uh, luckily, I had some mills get back to me, and I'm like, yeah, we could press your olives. <laughs> um, and so... Um, and there's a few neighbors out here. I'm trying to think of our first harvest. I think we just kind of went for it. Mm -hmm. um, I asked a couple questions and we borrowed some crates and bins from different people. Um, but olives are really amazing trees. Um, there's not much. They're so resilient. They do well with low water. Um, even like the general requirements for water that they say for olives we do half that and we still have a really high oil quality your um, olive oil is so good it's yeah it's we favorite. we there's a lot it's of right love here yeah for those watching a lot of love put into yeah, it it's beautiful and just tastes wonderful oh appreciate that yeah yeah so this um harvest was our first year of introducing knf to the grove so i was mm. able to put it on the bottle That's so exciting. Um, and then this will be our second year with okay. our olive oil being Crane Natural Farm. So awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. The only pests we have for the olives is olive fruit fly. Hmm. So organically, the only way to really combat it is with the kaolin clay. Okay. And so we spray the trees with clay basically okay. like a slurry of like a water slurry clay and so they're coated white um so we try to coat the fruit as much as possible to protect them um and it's really important if you have trees it's like the bummer if you don't harvest your fruit and you don't protect your fruit mm -hmm. you're just breeding more of them because they pupate like in the soil and mm -hmm. they just kind of keep going yeah. so um so, yeah, so we've been working really hard to combat the neglect that was there um, before, and and um, they're in the area. There's a lot of olive farms out here and people who plant them and don't do anything with them. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, we have to stay on it. So every time it rains, we have to reapply. Oh, wow. Luckily, uh, the harvest happens before rainy season pretty much starts. So, yeah. Um, we had like a hurricane this summer. It yes. was so funny. Oh <laughs> so gosh. we had, um, yeah, there's so many things. So how things. do you get the clay? Where does the clay come from? Uh, it's just, it's, it's an agricultural like big bag that okay. you buy. Cool. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They're so pretty. Like just walking through it. It's so magical. Yeah. I, first I thought it was like, it took away having them like oh. white like that, but mm. now it's like, oh, it's like Christmas. It it's, is. It's, so, so <laughs> it's like they're covered in snow. <laughs> um, I am sure there's like some KNF solutions, um, to what you could do for the olive fruit fly. Well, KNF mm. Crane Natural Farming doesn't have so much pest management is more about establishing the microbes and establishing that soil food web and that mycelial network where it 
automatically to tears pass and, and to tears disease and it's more of like a preventative thing mm-hmm. um but like i guess the sister part of knf which is jadam which um it's the son of the creator of Korean natural farming he mm-hmm. created jadam um and it's kind of like short cuff knfing okay um and he has amazing research and results for pest control Hmm. um and so we actually do both um and yeah we're playing with it so there might be another thing we could do other than the clay Mm -hmm. but we'll see yeah Mm -hmm. that's so exciting well i can't wait to experience it we're gonna share more about the harvest day on our Marche blog and talk more about it there. So, yeah. 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 We're going to document gonna it this year. So yeah. we'll have some, but yeah, it's, it's really nice. We try to keep the trees at a good size so we don't have to use ladders and all mm. that. Um, and we just kind of gather around the tree, like a move tree to tree, just running your fingers through the branches and to buckets and crates. Um, and I love how hands-on that is just yeah you're just kind of it's and we have a a pretty good variety um and it's made to be an olive oil blend okay so just having a different variety of olives Mm. so we have Pequal, Ascalana, and Cayenne I think it's pronounced um so there's like Spanish, Italian, French and we have all these different sizes Mm. the little ones are really hard to harvest they take forever but those have the highest oil content so I really try to get those um so it's just like a mindfulness practice and looking at all the other trees to get to (laughs) so I try to invite as much of the community and friends and we get to just kind of share stories and chat Mm. while we're going around the trees so we look forward to it it's it's a lot of work and um but it with more hands it is just like a labor of love really and it brings that community element in that you know brought you here in the first place yeah I love that and just the opportunity to allow people to have that connection with their food and just have that experience I think Mm -hmm. like I I don't want to experience all that by myself you know it's like I don't want it so I have it it's like Mm -hmm. I want it so I can share it and experience it with everyone so that's a big part of um everything yeah <laughs> like and the then, desire to expand our farms like oh so people can visit like, yeah. you know and when you um visit the airbnb rent the airbnb you also get some olive oil yeah right? I, yeah hopefully um because we have a small farm and i don't really put effort towards selling like it online or anything it's just mm-hmm. you stop by the farm you can get a bottle um but yeah all of our airbnb guests i leave a bottle for them and it's always available to purchase here That's um awesome. it's so pretty too love it sitting on my counter like oh so so sweet so yeah. you um sorry did you were you gonna say something no i was gonna say when okay. i we the very first year we harvest i wanted to get like these really cool bottles that i found that were like a circle bottle oh they're yeah. like white like mm-hmm. ceramic and, mm. but it's like oh you have to buy like two thousand of them <laughs> to get <Yeah>. it <laughs> yeah. it's like okay i only need like two three hundred of them <laughs> yeah i don't no, know they're perfect um so yeah it's just really simple and i've just grown to love just like it's 
as simple as it gets. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. Awesome. And so just down the way, you own the Oak Haven. Yes. From your farm. So you remodeled it when you got it. Tell us a little bit about that experience. You did such a beautiful job. I mean, if you are watching, you can see how beautiful it is, but it's every little detail you put into it is just fantastic. So thank you. Yeah, it it was very much um, not expected of what it meant to take it on. Mm-hmm. Um like it was just like an easy yes with our neighbors were moving suddenly and we're like, if you guys want it, like <laughs> we'll sell it off market. And, um, and the properties naturally like they're like connected because mm-hmm. the previous owners here and the previous owners of our property, they were best friends. So they oh have gosh. the gates connect and everything about it. It was like meant to be shared property to property. So things that are missing on our property, they had here that, mm. so, and, and the so grapes that were planted on our property are the same ones that were planted here. And it, they were meant oh, to be wow. harvested together. Oh, that was something I that they that. planned. So everything about it, um, was just like, okay, but we just bought our farm and we're just kind of <laughs> learning like what it takes and the investment in that and mm-hmm. the time. And we were, I think just about to like, okay, we could finish our well and we could build a barn and maybe get a tractor. Um, and then this came up we're like, okay, we're not doing any of that. We're <laughs> going to buy this. And then, Oh, this is what it looks like on the inside. Like we bought it as is. I didn't oh. even see the inside of the house. Oh, so we wow. sat down to like buy it. I was oh like, okay, yeah, we could do something with this, you know. <laughs> um, oh, so, gosh. but the outside of the property, they put so it's oh, it's, it's completely stunning. they the previous owners did it themselves, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. And so I really was so inspired to bring that beauty in, um, and try to keep it timeless but also fun, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, it was really fun playing with colors and um, there was like, yeah, going back and forth on do I keep it just really neutral and ethereal and then I just really wanted to add color yeah. places. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, I so love the color. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so much of it has been just like the kitchen we're going to do a light remodel and it turned into like oh we cannot save these cabinets mm. damn it there's like too much damage and so it just everything just turned into okay we're doing a complete remodel now yeah. and so quickly I had and we we're like paying for a second mortgage and the house is just sitting <laughs> and the cost of renovating like paying contractor because we're not able to build it ourselves. Uh-huh. um was just so much like <laughs> to think about. So I had to just like on the spot design as quickly wow. as I could and furnish it and and just kind of as things came up, like like one of the bathrooms, I was going to keep it original and just change the floors and then because we were done with the house and then we realized that bathtub like leaked. Oh <laughs> so gosh. I couldn't keep that retro bathtub. Aww. And so I, we had to demo the whole thing and rebuild it. And, but it's like way more amazing. And so yeah. just oh, thinking back on the like stress and anxiety I felt when I had to like redo it. Mm-hmm. 
and how much more amazing it is now. It's mm-hmm. like, there's so much I can like do like a walking meditation through this house of yeah. just like trust, trust, mm-hmm. trust. Oh, like wow. it's meant to unfold. And yeah. even as like, you know, I had to like put farming aside for this project mm-hmm. and it felt like so silly to care about interior design when mm-hmm. I need to figure out how to farm micro <laughs> like it just seemed like I didn't balance the scale appropriately mm-hmm. but either way no matter what you're doing life life shows you what life's about yeah and there's so much to learn yeah and there's such a feeling being outside in this place that I feel like you did the home justice by bringing that feeling inside. Yeah. So you have the same experience, mm-hmm. whether you're outside or inside when yeah. you're here. And that's, I mean, that's like what everyone w- hopes for when they go to an Airbnb, right? Is just mm-hmm. the experience. And you've certainly created that. Thank you. That's good. Don't worry, we'll link it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's beautiful. And so it sits here in um, Duluth, which is in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And I, my per- perception of Duluth is it's like our little Tuscan section of California, Southern California. It's so beautiful. Um, it's just such a magical place. So coming here to visit, it's so worth it. Yeah. I had no idea this existed in California. And yeah. when we were looking for a house, um, uh, my husband grew up out here and his family lived here in like Marietta, Wildemar. And mm-hmm. I just remember it being hot and <laughs> they're just more like track homes and, mm-hmm. or you're out in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. I just didn't really like, didn't make sense because I always yeah. kind of lived near all the things mm-hmm. I like. And even though I was more of a natural girl, I'm like, I want to fully commit <laughs> to being in nature fully okay commit. <laughs> um it's perfect but just coming out here we're like okay yes it yeah. was just like oh it's so good head spinning yes like yeah. what yes um and so it's just so exciting having this property and being able to invite people to come and experience this area it's just so special yeah. um and when I have free time I can give a farm tour and mm-hmm. yeah it's really really it's been fulfilling yeah. um weddings kind of f- fell into our lap in a really interesting way where the previous owner she they kind of sold it within like a couple of months it was like we're moving wow. and then we we're like we're not moving we're leaving like it was like we bought the house as is and we had to like clear stuff out and um so it was just so fast and um maybe like a month after we took over the property the previous owner called me and she was like so I forgot I had a wedding booked in April and we were like deep into remodeling and she's like will you do it (laughs) Um, because that's what they were planning on. Okay. They, you know, everything, mm-hmm. all their invites. And so it was like February. What? When she, like, yeah, when she told me. <gasps> and so, oh um, so it, it was, was there it an was instant a, yes or were you like, oh, no, I need a minute. <laughs> no, we, I think we freaked them out for a little bit because we were like, um, we had to think about that because yeah. we were still discovering the house and sure. what we had to do to get it ready to rent. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't want to like stop projects or anything. So 
But we realized like, okay, as long as they don't expect to have the whole house, because when they originally um, booked the wedding, it was with the idea they were just using downstairs oh, because okay. she rented downstairs as an Airbnb and then did oh, um, weddings on the outside. Okay. Um, so we're, the focus was just, okay, getting downstairs ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did it and wow. it was so fun. <laughs> and it's just, weddings are so magical yeah, and just, just being a part of something so special and holding space for that yeah. has been, been really cool so we've done like six weddings so far and it's just gotten better and better and every time it's just like confirmation like okay cool the first time I saw this place I was like man like who do I know that could get married here like (laughs) I really I really need to see this place as a wedding because it it is it's so magical yeah I mean it's an outdoor venue Mm -hmm. which adds so much to it um it has so much Spanish like the Spanish tiles and mm-hmm. oh it's just so well done I think yeah there's not much you have to do no. you know yeah. um and I love our florists <laughs> when <laughs> I talk to the brides who are like looking at their budget I'm like you can keep it simple like you totally keep it simple yeah. like like um where the ceremony area is you're like wrapped around the forest the oak forest there and the creeks are kind of kind of wrapping it around this way um like there's so many things and like just you keep it really simple. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, we've we've loved it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I feel like we're kindred spirits because we've had this conversation where we like I have a hard time starting a hobby and not turning it into <laughs> like a job or something. Um and I feel like you're kind of wired similarly. But with all that, with having two businesses and being a mom and all the things, how do you feel like, have you found some sense of balance for yourself that works? Um, what would you say? I think it's, it just comes back to like, if you could get into that point of what needs to naturally unfold, mm-hmm. it unfolds. Like, it's not like, a waterfall rush like it needs to happen like it's just there's this like unfolding Mm -hmm. um and so there's this like it's easy to forget and feel like oh like this is really more important but Mm -hmm. the more I see that as long as I keep like my kids are number one and our households you know and my marriage and all that is like intact Mm -hmm. uh, because definitely through the remodel and just being tossed through the waves I was so and I was like laser focused on the design and finding everything and just late night scrolling looking for like the exact sconce or whatever (laughs) like I was looking for um just like how I want the kitchen handles to be and realizing I have to make them myself because <laughs> I can't find you know um and it's it doesn't need to be so forced mm-hmm. and there's it's way more effective to what the biggest need in that moment mm-hmm. just meeting that and it's just trusting that it um as you honor like those priorities Mm -hmm. like 
things unfold, you're not forcing it so much. Um, yeah. That yeah. Make, if that makes sense. It does. So much yeah. sense. And I think, it's, yeah, it's when the opportunity presents itself. Like that's mm-hmm. when I feel called to like pick it up or put it down type yeah. of thing. And that's motherhood. I think sometimes you put, have to put things down, even yeah. if it's for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. And and sometimes that's a perspective shift that it you is. gain or it's a yeah. new desire that you gain or um, like even just the journey of motherhood. I feel like I could talk for hours of mm-hmm. like my realizations on that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, which is the same thing of just trusting and connections like mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, uh, with projects like this, it's like having that community, having that support, like mm-hmm. it's so like, it feels like it's how they, we're not meant to do it all ourselves. Yeah. And so it's true. not fun to do it all yourself. No, it's so lonely. Um, and the times when I'm like, you know, I feel down on myself, like, we're like a farm, but we only have olive oil, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and avocados like oh. a few months out of the year. Oh. It's like we can't feed ourselves, you know. It's like, mm. like I don't have to grow every single thing, no. you know. It's like that's that's why community is so important. We all can kind of have our own piece mm-hmm. that we can put into it. Um, so, yeah, is that's that's yeah. been my focus. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So going back to your time in the wellness industry, do you have any, well, like wellness modalities you still use or, you know, currently love that kind of refill your cup when you need it? Hmm. I'd say I took total like 360 because I remember being like, it's all about diet like Mm. what you're eating like that's it Mm -hmm. and then it shifts to like no now it's this and then Mm. studying holistic nutrition for a little while and um there's so many contradicting diets and so many contradicting like this is what we should be eating this is bad for you that's not good for you and it's like it's it just I'm all about alignment Mm -hmm. that's like just a few breaths and remembering like right now, mm-hmm. like inviting in what I want to create right now. And so, um, I mean, there's journaling is my number one thing I love doing. And mm-hmm. I really want to understand a pattern, understand mm-hmm. a fear, understand any kind of resistance. That's, yeah, that's been like a big part of what I see things shift. Um, it's just bringing awareness. Um, and that's amazing how, when you just start writing out how you're feeling Mm. and what's going on, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if I just kind of created my own process that I do. Um, but that, that's helps me kind of, kind of, uh, clear my slate and remember like the simplicity of just, joy is now (laughs) yeah when do you like to journal do you have a specific time or is it just when um it's it's kind of like my um 
like when I call uncle on life, (laughs) (laughs) I wait like way too long to pay attention to myself. So Uh, that's, that's been my thing. Some people it's easy, like self-care comes easy. mm -hmm. Um, And for, and for me, it's like, it comes easy to reach out and help and extend like outwards. Yeah. And so slowing down um, Mm -hmm. and realizing like, slow is faster mm-hmm. like that so that's just like picking that theme um and repeating it to myself yeah whatever will allow me to stay vibrationally in alignment with what I want to be creating what my intention is mm-hmm. um but it's mostly my kids that light it up for me I'm just yeah. like okay <laughs> That's not how I want to parent. This is the path I want to be on. This Mm. is the connection I want to create. This is the memories I want to create. This is how I want to feel my body. Um, And just following that guidance with my emotions. Mm. Um, So that's my, that's like all that matters really. Um, But as far as like modalities go, um, I got really into Yamana body rolling um and that's just like a self-massage with these like inflatable balls that um you just kind of roll around in two different areas and you're actually um you can just kind of follow the lines of tension in your body and kind of move intuitively um but really intention behind the work is um working deep into the bone and Mm. into the joints and Mm. um and there's just so much of just breathing into those points Mm -hmm. until you feel softness Mm -hmm. here and here and here yeah and just allowing that is that um because sometimes you don't notice Mm -hmm. those tensions until you are right there and then the physical intention of saying okay, I'm going to relax into this mm-hmm. um, and allow this feeling. And sink, uh, there's just so much of a journey you can go on mm. um, rolling out. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. What do you like to do to refill your cup? Is it, I mean, I know you've you've done pottery in your past. Is there something that you just feel like years could go by and you always come back to it or something you've always wanted to try? Um, I am so passionate about like functional crafts and like just things that have like purpose. Like I Mm -hmm. feel so like all of my passions with sustainability stems from Mm self-sufficiency and just feeling like I understand how to provide for myself without, just like I'm gonna go to the grocery store and that's how life works like you know like there's so much more especially from Mm -hmm. owning a farm and seeing how hard it is um there's there's a lot of skills um just with all the acorns on our property that we could be harvesting and learning what to do with it so Mm -hmm. there's so much to learn with the fermentation and food preservation and how to raise livestock and everything that Mm -hmm. that's endless journey I love cooking um and as 
and you know, there's times when it's like too far where it's yeah. like, oh, I can't start that project because I have to harvest acorns first. And mm-hmm. oh, I want to like make everything. I want to grow everything myself. And then, yeah. Yeah. So there's, I've been really more relaxed of like what resources you have in front of you. You don't have to own a farm. You don't have to own property to build community. You don't have to do any of that. I know mm-hmm. a lot of really amazing homesteaders that food preserve and they're going to grocery stores when they know they have a bargain day and they have a big bin of tomatoes that are like discounted mm-hmm. and they'll make soup or they'll make all their jars of sauce with that. And so you can, you can do it in your own way. Um, yeah. And yeah, I love like crafting too, like ceramics, mm-hmm. um, like just sitting and like mending clothes, mm-hmm. like the idea of just throwing something away because I don't want to take the time to fix it, mm-hmm. um, just feels so heavy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we like just started having like our mending Mondays where we're taking the actual time set aside like okay all those things I have put in that basket I can start to bring it back to life um so just yeah yeah, just allowing yourself the time to Mm -hmm. live in the way that feels more natural to you um that's that's just my desire to be that way that's beautiful yeah same Well, thank you so much for your time. And I just want everyone to be able to connect with you if they'd like. So what's, what's the best way to connect with you? Okay. Um, we have, our website is not finished, but there's a way to email me through our website. Um, but our Instagram is our main way where you can kind of keep up and follow along on our journey with our farm and with with the space here okay yeah and that's your instagram is fabled oaks farm correct yeah fabled oaks farm um and the oak haven and then it's like the underscore oak underscore haven great we'll link that too yeah thank you for joining me today and i just adore you and you're so inspiring (laughs) and i i know other people are inspired by you so thank you kylie Thank you.